0: Good morning everyone good morning welcome and that is the prayer that god, god would open our eyes because we would want to see jesus today we're glad that you're here this morning we welcome you we welcome our guests especially this morning uh, and hope you're uh, you're very much a part of our family today you're very special to us and let me begin by wishing everyone a happy new year happy new happy year everybody new year. I hope you uh, had a uh, happy new year this past weekend and uh, um, and uh, it's a time of new beginnings, a time to uh, uh, to make those resolutions to lose that weight and to uh, get that exercise program in place. and I hope among your resolutions for this year, you will make um, attendance and service through community Baptist Church, uh, one of your resolutions. Uh, uh, it's important for us to be together and to uh, to serve God with one another. Um, uh, just a few announcements to call to your attention today. Let me remind everyone of the attendance sheets on each row. I'd like to ask if you would to fill that out and pass it down the row so we could have a record of your attendance. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter that comes out each Thursday, be sure to put your email address on there and we'll, we'll be sure to get you on the um, on the uh... the list for that also you'll see that our worship folder has a little different look to it this uh... this morning doesn't it It looks a little different uh... please take note that on the back of your of your worship folder there is a calendar for the month of january and uh... please take note of that take it home you can tear it off of here and put it on your refrigerator And on the other side of the calendar is a list of those who are serving, people who are volunteering and serving in different capacities. Uh, So please look for your name on there, and you'll see where you need to be in service uh, during the month of January. One other thing, um, how many of you have the book of Revelation all figured out? (laughs) Tim Hall does. (laughs) You know the Book of Revelation is one of those books that's just really tough to read because it's it's filled with symbolic language and it's hard to to uh, to to work through all that. And oftentimes we read that book and and we read a chapter or maybe just a few verses and we we leave that just kind of scratching our head, going, "What in the world is that talking about?" Well, and it's also one of those books that is often misinterpreted. You know, and there are all sorts of wild theories and, and and things about how what this means. We're gonna be discussing that on Wednesday nights, beginning this Wednesday. We're gonna start a series, and it's gonna be a long series. So folks, if you're if you want to plug in here, strap in your seat because we're gonna take a a chapter a week. And I think there's what, twenty or twenty-one chapters in, in the book. And so we're just going to go through the whole thing and, um, and discuss the book of Revelation. Now, at the end of it, I'll give you a little heads up. You will not know when Jesus is coming back. <laughs> but hopefully you'll have some better insights about what the book of Revelation really means. So join us this Wednesday for, uh, for this important Bible study. We're glad you're here today. It's important for us to gather together in the name of the Lord. So let me invite you to stand and turn and shake the hands of the people around you and let's greet each other in the name of God. Are
1: y'all? It's so
2: nice to come home and have
1: that's how do you when come
0: home now. Nobody's ever waiting for <laughs> are How are you? Thanks for the lovely letter. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: As we are finding our seats, let me invite our children to come down front for our children's moment. Uh, John Dunham will be leading our, he's our chief child today, so uh, (laughs) he'll be leading our children's moment today. Children, come on up.
3: Good morning, children. How are you all? Good. Real good. I want to show you something. Have y'all ever heard of spelunking or cave exploring? Those are fellows that go underneath the ground just for fun. They need a few special items. Let me just show you here real quick. In my little satchel here, I have a helmet. Makes for good preparation, just in case you get in a tight spot and you hit your head up against the wall or something like that. Kind of save your sense a little bit, what little sense I may have. Gloves, very, very important. Getting some really, really down and dirty spots and you're crawling along, it protects your hands. Bacteria, yes. (laughs) There might be swine flu down there. Another rule of thumb is you always bring three sources of light. Very, very, very important. Without light, a cave explorer will get lost. So this is called a carbine lantern. And what it does, there's some little rocks down here and it trickles down, a little water, and then you can light it. And it causes a little flame to come out. So There's one source of light. This is another backup light, candles. Matches number two. Number three, your main light. That way, you can just look around there. What do you think, huh? That's pretty cool. So if, the, any, if this should go down, you've got two other backup sources. Just like the light for a spelunker or a cave explorer, that always gives them the direction they need. Just like spiritually, you need light for your spiritual world, and you look towards Jesus Christ as your light. Listen to me just a second here. In John 12:36, he explains it best, just something very, very simple: "While you have the light, keep faith in the light, thus you will become the children of the light." With that said, I want you to bow your heads with me and pray. Good Lord. May our children always keep your light fresh in their minds, in their hearts, and in their souls. We say this in Jesus Christ's name, amen.
1: Please stand as we sing hymn number 113, the first, fourth, and fifth verses. Oh,
0: be seated our scripture reading for today comes from the gospel of Matthew the second chapter verses 1 through 12 in the time of king herod after jesus was born in bethlehem of judea wise men from the east came to jerusalem asking where is the child who has been born king of the jews they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for you and for me. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Oh God, we come to worship you with the songs of Christmas still in our ears and We celebrate today the joy that the wise men found when they came to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We come as they did to worship, to praise our Savior. There was anxiety and and anticipation as they traveled those many miles. Just as we come today with our anxiety and our anticipation as we search for the truth and life that's found only in Jesus. Help us today, O God, as we worship you. Help us to see and to follow the light of your Son. And then may we go from this place with joy, proclaiming that Jesus Christ is born. Amen. We stand as we sing hymn number 111, the first and the fifth verse.
4: Let us pray,
3: please. Most gracious and kind Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time of worship, Father, that we can come in this house and worship a true and living God, Father. Father, we ask you to open our eyes and open our hearts, Father. Let us draw closer to you this day and this year, Father. We ask you ask to bless these tithes and offerings. In your name we pray. Amen.
2: just want to say real quick, God definitely had a hand in the message in song this morning. I had another song I was going to sing, and some of you kids don't know what a cassette tape is, but it's on a cassette tape, and I couldn't even find a tape player in my house, and I finally found one, and I put the tape in, and this is last night about 10 o'clock, and it ate my tape, so I'm like, oh, this is great. So I had to find something else, and I, and I picked a song called Shine on Us, which I see Brother Tim's message. Um, it, it's... Uh, all about the same thing. And um, so I, I definitely know God had a hand in that. And um, this is for me like a prayer for this new year. So I hope as you listen, you can pray with me um, about God's light, His grace, and His love. Um, undoubtedly, this next year will bring us all, hopefully, many moments of joy. Um, unfortunately, most of us will also have some time of sorrow and some challenges, I'm sure. Um, And we we need to turn to God to help us get through those times. Um, And also his love and his light will help us rejoice in those good times too. So please um, pray with me as we listen to this song. Miss can eat this type. This one too. See, these are a much better route. By the way.
0: Thank you, Sarah. And I agree. I believe God did have a hand in in, uh, that song selection today. It is perfect for our uh, topic for today. Uh, We are here today to celebrate the beginning of the season of Epiphany in the church year. And we're actually a little bit early with this. It doesn't actually begin until Wednesday. But this is the nearest time when we will all be together for worship So I thought we'd kinda get a little head start on it. But what is epiphany anyway? Well, a a writer named Shelly Sanders provides us with a delightful definition of epiphany. And it actually comes from uh, the Steven Spielberg movie called Hook, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's the 1991 sequel to the story of Peter Pan. And in this movie, as Captain Hook pursues the elusive Peter Pan to get his vengeance for the crocodile incident, which resulted in Hook gaining his hook, he suddenly has a momentary glimpse of the purpose of his life. And he cautiously confides this to, to Shmee, his loyal but bumbling first mate. He says, Shmi, Shmee! I've just had a sublime vision. All the jagged parts of my life have come together to form a complete and mystical whole, an epiphany. Epipha what? Smee mutters. And Hook goes on to explore his revelation. Well, later in that same scene, the impressionable Smee sets down a golden goblet, and, the, and it rings like a bell as it touches the table. And he too, it seems, have been gifted with a moment of eternal clarity. And as the light goes on in his eyes, he tries to share Hook's discernment of the, of the, of the sublime. And, and he exclaims, I've just had an apostrophe. <laughs> well, we have not come here today to celebrate an apostrophe though we might say that we have come together to celebrate an exclamation point. For you see Christ has come into our world and and through his coming light has shined into our darkness and we have come together today to celebrate an epiphany. Now epiphany is not a familiar term to everyone, it's not one of those words that we use every day, but a secular definition might read something like this. An epiphany is the sudden manifestation or perception of the essential nature or meaning of something. Frank Meyer once said, I experienced an epiphany, a spiritual flash that would change the way I viewed myself. And that's the way most people use the word epiphany. But in the church calendar, epiphany is a season of the church year that begins with the wise men following a distant star until it came to rest over the stable in Bethlehem. And we sometimes speak of the Christmas season as anything leading up to Christmas. As a matter of fact, right before uh, the service today, Nathaniel asked me, why are we still singing Christmas songs? I said, listen to my sermon today and you'll find out. But we think about the Christmas season as anything leading up to Christmas. And everything after Thanksgiving, and depending on your perspective, maybe even after Halloween, is considered to be the Christmas season. But in the liturgical church year, the Christmas season does not even begin until December the 25th. It lasts for 12 days, thus the 12 days of Christmas, and we won't sing that song, but uh, that's that's where it comes from. And it ends with Epiphany on January the 6th as the church celebrates the wise men following the star. And you know the star, that symbol of light, I think it's an appropriate symbol as we begin this darkest month of the year. In fact, light is one of the favorite symbols used all throughout the scriptures. Even in the Old Testament, God led the Israelites in the wilderness with a pillar of fire, light, in their darkness. Christ said about our own witness that we are not to light a candle and hide it under a bushel basket. We are to let our light shine, and Christ himself is seen as the light of the world. John tells us that at Christ's birth, The light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And when Isaiah sought to proclaim the coming of the anointed one of God, he declared, Arise and shine, for your light has come. My friends, that is great good news for us today. Our light has come. For you see, Christ is our light and in him there is no darkness. But what does it mean for us to say that Christ is our light? Well, first of all, I believe that Christ's light shines into our puzzled minds. And in a real way, Jesus is our epiphany. Let me ask you something. Do You have life all figured out. Anybody here have life all figured out? I don't know many people who do. I mean, there's so much about life that we just don't understand apart from Christ. There was a cartoon in the New Yorker magazine a while back that shows a middle-class man in his living room watching television, and on the screen there's a large pot, and a voice behind the pot says, how much would you pay for all the secrets of the universe? Wait, don't answer yet. You also get this six quart covered combination spaghetti pot and clam steamer. Now how much would you pay? (laughs) Well, how much would you pay for all the secrets of the universe? Many people have spent a fortune and time and money searching for enlightenment. But we need to acknowledge, as, as Paul does in his letter to the Ephesians, that life is a mystery. And there's a lot about life that we simply do not understand. But at the same time, in the midst of this mystery of life, and in, in the midst of this darkness, there is a shining light, and that light is the light of Jesus Christ isn't that good news? It is. Dr. Robert Stackel tells about a judge in Yugoslavia who had a shocking experience, literally. He was standing in his bathtub and he reached up to, to turn on a light and he received such a jolt of electricity that he fell out of the tub. Well, his wife called the doctor who pronounced him dead And in accordance with the government regulations, the health regulations there, his his body was placed in a vault beneath the cemetery chapel. But then some hours later, in an open casket in that vault, the judge suddenly regained his consciousness. And at first he had no idea where he was or what had happened to him. And so he climbed out of the casket and found that the, the room that he was in, the vault that he was in, was closed and So he began to shake the door and to scream and and cry out for help. Well, the guard on the other side of the door, hearing this man's cries and the door shaking from the inside of the vault, scared him to death. So he ran away. But finally the guard got somebody to come back with him to help. And they opened the door and this judge, once who was pronounced dead but now fully alive, finally calmed down enough to call his wife and tell her that he's coming home. Well, you know how that went, don't you? (laughs) When she heard his voice on the telephone, she screamed, hung up the phone, and fainted. Next, he tried going to the homes of several of his neighbors, but they took one look at him standing on their front porch and slammed the door in their face, thinking that he was a ghost. At last, he found somebody that one of his friends who had not heard that he was dead. And that friend acted as a go-between, and gradually this man was able to, to convince his friends and his families that he was really alive. Now, a philosopher might stroke his beard and question whether any of us is really alive or not. But an even more troubling question is whether our life has meaning. Are we alive or are we just living? And unfortunately for many people today life does not have meaning. For many people life is random. It's one long roll of the dice in which we may either be winners or losers and according to that way of thinking we're we're all, all losers because eventually we will all find ourselves in the grave. However, our faith in Jesus Christ makes an entirely different statement to the world. Because you see, Jesus tells us that our life is not random. And we are not victims. Life does have meaning. Life does have have purpose. And, And we may not see it very clearly from our perspective. But as Paul wrote, there is a divine plan to it all. And that plan has is somehow wrapped up in this mysterious yet magnetic man from Nazareth named Jesus. For you see, Jesus is light for our puzzled minds. But he's also light for our troubled hearts. I heard about an emotionally disturbed man who went to see a psychiatrist and he confessed that he was frustrated and depressed and desperate and so the psychiatrist probed and and finally after a lengthy consultation the psychiatrist remembered that the circus was in town and so he recommended that the troubled young man go to the circus and particularly take note of the clown he said to the depressed man he will make you laugh and he will make you feel better about yourself and then the disturbed young man interrupted the psychiatrist and said but doctor I am the clown. I guess even a clown can know what it's like to have a troubled heart. In the famed motion picture, Wizard of Oz, again, one of my favorite movies of all time. But in that movie, a young Judy Garland sang a song which deeply touched the hearts of millions of movie watchers. You know the song, somewhere over the rainbow skies are blue and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. The song expresses a longing to escape the darkness of this world and go to some faraway place where problems melt like lemon drops above the, high above the chimney tops. It tells of a utopian place where bluebirds fly over the rainbow and Garland asks, why, oh why can't I? Well, did Judy Garland ever find that place of rest and spiritual satisfaction that our hearts long for? Seemingly not. She later took her own life you know, there are times when we all know what it's like to dream of a happiness somewhere over the rainbow. Somewhere out there. Because our own lives are sometimes filled with so much darkness and so much dread. And, and at times like that, we really do need to see that light shining in the darkness of our lives. And we can. Because the light that can shine into our dark lives is the light of Jesus Christ. Dr. David Siemens once told about a very troubled young man named Mike who came to see him and to talk about his life and his his, uh, troubles. And after a while, they got into the source of Mike's troubles. seems that Mike's father was a harsh, very harsh disciplinarian, And to punish Mike when he was a child, whenever he did anything wrong, his father would shut him up inside a small room in the barn. And there he would beat him severely with a belt until Mike was screaming for mercy, crying for his mother and his brother and sisters to come and let him out. He would run for the door and his father would get there first and bar the way and and he would would order Mike to say you're sorry, say you're sorry, and he would repeat this time after time again until this hysterical little boy would finally say that he was sorry and then his father would force Mike to embrace him and kiss him. Dr. Siemens tells how through prayer and pastoral counseling Mike was finally able to relive these hurtful experiences and be delivered from them as they probed his subconscious. And Dr. Siemens calls this the healing of memories. Well, as we begin this new year together, there may be some of you who need that kind of release in your own life. The healing of memories. And folks, I've got some good news for you today. Christ can do that for us. For you see, Christ is the light for our puzzled minds and Christ is the light for our troubled hearts. And finally, Christ is also the light for our defeated spirits. Some of you will remember the great quarterback for the Green Bay Packers named Bart Starr, many years ago. Starr Starr once told about uh, a little incentive program that he had with his oldest son, Bart Jr. It seems that for every perfect paper that Bart Jr. would bring home from school, his dad would give him a dime. And of course, back in those days, a dime went a lot farther than they do today. Well, after one particularly rough game, against St. Louis, in which Bart Starr felt that he had not performed very well. He returned home, he was weary, he was battered after a long plane ride, he was depressed, he he hadn't done well, but he couldn't help feeling better when he returned to his bedroom. Because you see, attached to his pillow was a note that read like this, Dear Dad, I thought you played a great game today. Love, Bart. And taped to that note were two dimes. (laughs) You know, we all need a little encouragement sometimes, don't we? Especially when we feel like we haven't performed well or things are going bad and the world seems to be caving in on us. We all need that encouragement from time to time. And I don't know, maybe this past year has been a rough year for you. It has been for a lot of people. I have heard, I don't know how many people, talk about how hard 2009 has been for them. And maybe maybe you're one of those people for whom this year has just been hard. And maybe you need somebody to put a hand on your shoulder and to help you to restore some of those positive feelings about yourself. Well, here's some good news that we all need to hear today. And that is that Jesus Christ is there to offer us the encouragement that we need. Arise, shine, your light has come. That's what the prophet Isaiah says, and and that's wonderful good news for us. But in order to enjoy the blessings of this light of Christ, we need to open ourselves up to its warming glow. Nelson Price tells about an impoverished widow awaiting eviction. She was far behind in her rent. Other bills had accumulated. Her utilities had been turned off and and her eviction notice was received. and, And then there was a knock on her door. So she cowered inside in absolute silence her doors were locked her drapes were drawn and again she heard that knock on her door and and she trembled at the sound she assumed that it was the sheriff who had come to to repossess her property and to put her out onto the streets but finally the knocking ceased and and she gained a sense of relief but had she the courage to answer that door she would have found a different situation than what she had imagined. For You see, the person knocking on her door was her pastor, not the sheriff. And through the grace of friends, he had accumulated enough money to pay her utilities and to pay her rent and, and to pay her other bills. And he had come there to share the good news with her and to offer her the relief that she needed. But she was too afraid to answer the call. Well, my friends, I'm here to say to you today that there's a friend knocking at the door of your life this morning. There's a light shining into the darkness of your life. And there's a light shining for you. This is your epiphany. It shines into your mind. And it shines into your heart. And it shines into your spirit. So arise and shine. Your light has come. And it is the light of Jesus Christ, the light that gives us hope for another day. Amen. We're going to sing a hymn of response, number 77 Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, a song that we've been singing through the Advent and christmas season and now as we begin epiphany we'll sing this song one more time and that's the prayer that we pray for all of our lives that the lord jesus would come into our hearts and shine the light of christ into our puzzled minds and our defeated spirits and our souls and our hearts For some people, it has been a hard year. But for all of us, we need the light of Christ just to make it from day to day. Maybe you've never made that commitment to Jesus Christ today. We invite you to do that this morning. We invite you to allow the light of Christ to shine into your heart. And it's not going to give you clarity of life. It's not going to answer all the questions of life that you have. But it'll give you enough to take another step. It'll ta- it'll sh- it will shine the light on the path that Christ has laid out for us. And it'll enable you to walk that path with him. If you never made that commitment i hope you'll do that today perhaps you're looking for a church home to be a part of we invite you to come and unite with our church today or maybe you just need a time of prayer maybe it's been a tough year for you maybe it's time to put that year behind you and start something new and we can just just pray together for that if god's dealing in your heart in any way we invite you to come as we sing come thou long expected jesus Please be seated for just a moment. Uh, we have a, a couple of matters of business. One that I'll turn over to Chris in just a moment, and that is the, the vote on our budget. We discussed that on, on Wednesday, and the uh, summary of the budget is found in your worship folder. But before we do that, uh, I have a matter of business to take care of, and that is that Kenneth Sutton, sitting back there on the back row, has indicated a desire to unite with our church. He has professed his faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, and he is he would like to be a part of our fellowship and our our uh, our, our community of faith here, and uh, and to follow the Lord Jesus in baptism. So uh, please join me in accepting Kenneth into our fellowship of faith, and uh, we will actually I'm preaching on baptism next Sunday. So I think we can get this done pretty quick. <laughs> so please join me in welcoming Kenneth to our our fellowship and. Uh, and uh, celebrating with him by raising your hand and saying "Amen." amen. Kenneth, we're with you, man, and uh, we we love you, and we're grateful for you. And I say this to everyone that joins our church: we're all ministers. You are too, uh, and we're looking forward to the ministry that you have for each of us and for this world, as we minister to you as well in the days ahead. Chris.
4: As uh, many of you know, we operate on a calendar year, so this is our budget that we propose for the year 2010. And I'm going to open this special call business meeting by asking Herb Pritchett, who's chairman of the finance team, to come and give us a brief summary. And then, if you're not familiar with this, this is a uh, after that. It's a no discussion vote. It's a, a yes or no as to whether we approve this budget. Uh, and then that will be the only business for the special call business meetings. So, Herb?
3: Uh, brother moderator of the budget uh, is summarized in the bulletin. Uh, those of you all, uh, we, we discussed it on Wednesday night, went over it line by line and there were some questions. Uh, if any of you all would like a full copy of the budget, either see me or call Dottie and we'll be happy to, to provide you one. But on behalf of the finance team, uh, finance team recommends that this budget be adopted for the general fund
4: 2010. Uh, And as you can tell the summary shows that it's a budget that's in the black which is um, unlike uh, our state government and our national government we have a (laughs) positive budget so this comes to us after a meeting of the business uh, business meeting on last Wednesday and it is uh, recommended by the uh, business session so all in favor of adopting the uh, 2010 budget signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed by nay? Take it that there's none, then the motion, uh, the budget passes and this will be our budget for 2010. And we'll turn it back over to the pastor for our benediction.
0: Let us stand for our benediction. As we go from here, our Creator, our Lord, help us to go with faces brightened by peace and joy that is found only in you. Help us light the path so that others may see and come to know the Christ that we love and adore, the Christ who we serve and the Christ who sends us forth as his faithful followers. And light the path for us, O oh God, as we seek to follow the path that you've laid laid out for us to follow. It is in your name that we pray, the light of our world. Amen.